Seeing things anew through Jesus' eyes can change any of us like that. In an instant, seeing is what matters. What we see, how we see, if we see. There's almost no limit to how much we can change when our eyes are opened. What if? What if you are only one revelation away from a new kind of joy that transcends your circumstances? Welcome to part two of my conversation with author Alan Wright. Alan Penn, Seeing as Jesus Sees, How a New Perspective Can Defeat the Darkness and Awaken Joy. I learned so much from part one. If you haven't listened, go on back and listen. I have taken so many notes. I have revisited so many of these thoughts, and I just keep asking that question, that breath prayer that Alan introduced us to. Jesus, how do you see this? I have so many circumstances and relationships and and decisions that I'm making in my life right now, and I have just applied that question, that breath prayer. Jesus, how do you see this? And I add, now help me see what you see. Help me see what I can't see. (laughs) Help me know what I can't know. Help me. Help me. Because seeing is what matters. What we see, how we see, and if we see. Welcome, Alan, back to the show for part two. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. And you also write another sentence. I have so many on my paper here. God sees before we see. I mean, why don't I get this? Why don't we get this? Alan, tell us, why don't we get this? Well, you know, I, it, it's a great question. I, I mean, why, why, why is there? Why, why would we not want to all throughout the day at every moment say, how do you see this? Because yes. He's seeing what we can't see he, before we before we see it. Before we could see it, he's he's already in our future. He already knows where the fish are swimming in the deep. He already knows the end from the yeah. beginning. He already knows the victory. He already, and so I'm, I, I keep that in mind. I've, I've become I don't know. I've become some something in my older years where I hate I love sports, but I hate to waste time. Mm. The event only to end with bad news. <laughs> I feel like I just wasted my afternoon and my team lost. I know my husband does so, the same, and I, I do too. I actually am a very big sports I'm fanatic a big, myself. I'm a, big, I'm a fanatic. So I'm my, a fanatic. I know I do love every sport. Yeah, my father-in-law had a practice where he started just not watching it and wait to see if they win, uh-huh. and, and then watch it. And I thought, <laughs> that's, that's not as exciting, but no. I have found that it is it is much more rewarding though. To yes. you know, when you watch something, I had uh, a dear buddy of mine. We kind of last second, we we rushed down to Chapel Hill to see my Tar Heels play their first basketball did you game. Did you go to UNC? Yeah, I did. I oh my UNC. gosh, that's my yeah. We have a strong affinity for UNC in our family. 
Well, yay. Well, I, I knew we were clicking in the spirit. Then. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. But we just decided last minute we, we were going to go down and see them play their first basketball game. They're playing a team they should, you know, not even, it should be like a scrimmage. They were playing Radford. Um, and oh. uh, Radford was feisty and uh, and fast. Whoops. And, and up until about a minute left in the first half, Radford was leading. Yikes. And we, we were nervous. I mean, so we're like, we can't start out our season losing to Radford. This is terrible. And, uh, by the end, and, and there were some extra seats, and we daringly moved down from our upper deck seats to the first row right oh. behind the bouncers. There were two, <gasps> we boldly moved down. We're like on the court almost, and the game is just going back and forth. They were just so exciting. We're just going crazy. We're high-fiving each other. Oh. And I happened to bump into him this morning. And he said, I said, that was a good time Monday night. He said, oh, it was. He said, you know, I said, I went and watched the, the the recording of it. I said, I did too. He said, you could see us down there high-fiving each other. I said, yeah. He said, you know, it was way less stressful on TV. <laughs> it is for sure. Said, we knew who won. We, we knew the end of the story. And we do know the end of the story as followers of Jesus, don't we? Do yeah. you think, I'm just sitting here thinking, do you think that this putting on of new glasses, all everything that we've talked about, is a real movement in our maturing in our faith, a readiness. Maybe that's the word I was looking for. I think I was so ready to hear this message on my birthday that I just devoured it, but I don't, I want it to become a way of life for me. And most importantly, I really want to take back (laughs) how our enemy lies and helps people have these misperceptions, you know, how, how can we, you have a whole chapter and I I really wanted to spend a few minutes on it uh, for our heartlifters here. Chapter 13, seeing like Jesus every day. Cause when I first started reading the book without looking at the table, I'm like, okay, so how do I do this? Cause I'm a nuts and bolt kind of girl and when I write, I try to be nuts and bolt. And I'm like, this is how, this is how you do it. You know, this is how you do it. And yeah. you give us that and you give us three practices. Would you mind training us here yes. <laughs> shortly? Thank, you can have thank, to get the book to read the whole thing, but. Thank you for that, Janelle. And I, I, I guess in the end, I wanted to write the book you couldn't bless me more than saying what you're saying, what happened on your birthday when you received the book, because I wanted God to use it to woo people to the side of Jesus and into intimacy, because our our, our Christian life is not merely relegated to trying to live by some biblical principles. It's certainly not relegated to trying to envision how Jesus would act and what would he do? Oh, he would be patient. I need to try to be more patient. Right. There's much more powerful in the Christian life than that. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it is, we are being allured into spirit led living when we say, Jesus, how would you see this? So mm-hmm. that- as opposed, if I can interrupt, as opposed to being Lord and Lord is a great word. I wrote it down. Yes. To the, to be tree. Yes. That's not the name of it. Do to do to be tree. The do, 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 do to be tree. Because even within our Christian culture, and you and I are in publishing, and, and my heart lifters have heard me say this so many times, and I'm sorry I have to say it again. But I mean, one thing that COVID did for me was strip me of all the trappings 
Yeah. It literally stripped away, Janelle, the teacher, the speaker, the active church woman, the busy lady flying here, flying there, doing this, book sales, platform building, all of the stuff that I think is on the do-to-be tree. I'm sorry, but I do. I feel that way. And I am just at a point where I am seriously desperate to know another way. And yeah. you gave it to me. Yeah. Well, here's a here's a natural picture that I mentioned in the book that I think paints a picture of what happens in the spirit. So we love to be at the beach, uh, the North Me Carolina too. coast. Oh, we love it. And what's your favorite one on the coast? Ocean Isle Beach. Ocean Isle Beach. Oh, in Carolina. yeah. Let me write that down because we're, we're Hatteras people. Okay. Oh, and Hatteras is gorgeous. Ocean Isle. Yes. Uh, okay. The southern southernmost beach in North Carolina. Okay. Tucked on a little different uh, part of the topography of North Carolina, Ooh. such that in the wintertime, the sun actually sets over the ocean. Uh, <gasps> oh, I got a, chills. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful sun. Okay, putting that on the bucket list. Uh, it is. So we we go walking and uh, and my wife and I'll tell you the best, my daughter in the searching for shark's teeth, little black teeth you can find mm-hmm. it on the beach. And uh, I can't seem to find them. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's a vision problem. You're going to find one this year. I'm believing for that. So they walk down. Just, oh, here's one. You know, So we're walking down the beach slowly trying to find some shark's teeth. I can't find any. I'm like, honey, let's move on. And then we see several people who have turned and they're facing the ocean and they're looking and they're pointing. Oh, my. So I'm very interested in that, right? If someone's looking at something and they're pointing, you something inside you goes, Oh. I'd like to see that, whatever it is. Oh, that so gives me chills. Stop, right? We stop, we come shoulder to shoulder with them, and we say, what do you see? They say, there's oh. some dolphins right out there, really close in. They point. Now what we're doing is we're looking with them. Focusing. And so then we start seeing them, and the joy that they had, we now share. Multiplied. So, so Moving down the beach, instead of just walking by, we pause. We turn to connect with them. In this case, just saying, what are you seeing? Help me see. I want to look where you're looking. And then they point. We're connecting with them. And then we take a fresh look because that ocean was right there. We just didn't see the dolphins. Well, this, this, this simple kind of process is what happens in the most powerful of miracle transformations, like those d- disciples on the Emmaus Road yeah. on Resurrection Day. They're the most depressed they've ever been their whole life. It's the greatest day in history, and they don't know it. And then Jesus comes along. So fascinating when you say it like that. I'm so glad you're a pastor who teaches the word people. They come along and Jesus is, is, is just, just stands with them. It says they stood still, looking sad. Oh. So there's the pause. There's a just... He allows them. Isn't that something? Jesus did not rush past their depression. He did not. Oh, say it again. Say it again. Say it he again. Did not rush past their depression. No. I I, I love that. He, he he didn't he didn't just walk up and immediately say, "Let me cheer you up." Or let was, me tell you what's going on, guys. You know, yeah. he didn't spiritually bypass it. That's what we right, call it right. in the field. You know, it's spiritual bypassing, which our our faith community has been super good at doing. Yeah, but he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't do that. Doesn't do that. He didn't say you ought not be feeling that way. Yes, there's shame. There it Look. is.
You know, and so the feelings are feelings, and they stood there looking sad. They were depressed. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Jesus just doesn't rush to this. He mm-hmm. spends time with them, maybe most of the day, connecting. Connecting. And somehow in the breaking of the bread, they see it. He's alive. Every prophecy's been fulfilled. All hope has been restored. And now they are they are the happiest people on earth, energized to carry out the mission. They go run. They start telling everybody. So here's here's the here's the process. Pause, connect, and look. Love and, it. I th- and, and and I wanted to I wanted to spend some time in the book as we do there in chapter thirteen on putting this into practice. Yeah, we we can learn this. This is, mm-hmm. this is something that we can put in practice. It's it's simple enough for. A babe in Christ, it's mm-hmm. deep enough for the most seasoned. For sure. Saint. It is our maturing. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, you were asking earlier, it, is this our spiritual growth? Yes, it is. But but there's a beautiful thing that I'm witnessing right now over the last year. A wonderful woman who, by the just providence of God, came into our church in Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. She was Muslim. And uh, raised in Iran wow. and was here living in the country uh, and earned her PhD in linguistics. Wow. She said she wanted, she said she was, she, there's a beautiful, beautiful uh, a garden across from our, our church and she oh. would go there and walk. And she's beautiful English, but she, she didn't know the meaning. She said, This atop of your church, you oh, draw a, steeple. a triangle. And I said, Oh, that's called a steeple. And Janelle, she said, your steeple was calling me. <gasps> oh, my God. I have chills everywhere. That's your next book. Oh, my. Is that in this book? I'm sorry. I haven't gotten that one. No, no it's not. Oh. She, so she came and she said, I wanted to meet some emotionally healthy American friends. She she knew nothing. Of Jesus. <laughs> and I, I got to bring this story short. So no. she, comes, she comes for months sitting there. I didn't know. I hadn't met her. And um, then um, one day they come and get me from the prayer room and said, there's a Muslim lady here who wants to accept Jesus. And and you, she said she'd love to meet you. I go meet her. And it's so to watch, we don't get that opportunity very well. Watch someone who knows zero about Jesus, zero about Christian faith. All she's had is legalism. And now she's a believer. And she's fallen head over and heels in love with Jesus. Oh and she, she reads the Bible. She's like like a child, just you know, love it. Brilliant, but she's a child. And so mm-hmm. I've been noticing, noticing. This is all back in response to the question about spiritual growth. Yeah. Is that because she had so few preconceptions about Jesus? That's it. Her growth in some ways is easier and faster mm-hmm. than 90% of all Christians that I've mm-hmm. ever ministered with. Mm-hmm. Just seeing truth and take it's like mm-hmm. it's like having a having a baby, you know. You and I now yes. we yes. babies. And and somebody asked me before we had our first child, what are you most looking forward to? I didn't hesitate. I knew for sure. I said, I'm looking forward to the fact that there's going to be one human being, at least one human being on the earth, who's going to totally believe me. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> When I tell my two-year-old God loves you, my two-year-old believed me. Yes. When I said God made you for a wondrous purpose, my two-year-old believed me. 
I do. When I told to your and so well, and you're imaging it too. I'm going to add that because you can be told that and not have it imaged, and yes. you are imaging it. So I appreciate you doing that with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. <laughs> so, so all that is to say, part of seeing anew is seeing what's been incorrect, and so it's 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 the it's the bringing into focus. Mm-hmm. It's also the healing of the traumas and wounds that cause yes. the marring of our vision. Yes, sir. That's a process. Mm-hmm. And so um That's what we do here. That's what we and, do here. And and, mm-hmm. and that that's that's seeing day by day more and more and more. So ideally we have no religious preconceptions and no shame that we're shouldering already that has to be healed. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case for most of us. But no. in this beautiful lady. Her name is Arazu. And that's one case. Um, she knew as soon as she met Jesus, she knew all of Islam was a lie and she rejected the whole thing. Wow. <laughs> so it's not like she, she's not bringing little pieces of Islam and trying to insert it into Christianity. Right. We take little pieces of religion. Put on shape. new glasses. She put yeah. on new glasses. She just put them on. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I think for us who have had distorted religious images and mm-hmm. And teaching wounds, traumas, wounds, and family mottos that might even have religious yes, yes, driven, Mm -hmm. uh, visible rules in our family. All of that's been shaping how we're seeing. It is so. So anyway, back to putting this into practice. This is this is something that's so simple that any 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 anybody anybody can put it in practice today. Whole family can put it together right now. I want the whole family to right now. Right now, do that. (laughs) Everybody will say, well, where do I start? I say, just start. Just start. Just start pausing. Just pausing. Jesus. And under the pausing, you have pausing from distractions. Yes. Pausing from doing and pausing from denying. Under connecting, you have attuning and attaching, which here in our community, we know those words. We know what they mean. And looking, remembering, repositioning, and then relishing. Beautiful. So I feel like what's most important here, even like your beautiful, the story of the beautiful woman who was steeple was calling her. I mean, I will just lean in here and say, heartlifters, what is calling you today? Like, what is calling you? Yeah. If you, you know, like myself during COVID and the shutdown and the lockdown, it was like a deconstruction in many, many ways in my life of taking away and stripping. But my heart's cry was, probably now I would say, it really was, help me see you and where you are and what you're doing in my life. And who am I without all the trappings of the world and the church and all this? You know, maybe you just need to go out and take a walk like the two disciples on Emmaus Road. And just, just, I think if you just avail yourself, like Alan's whole book is an invitation It's an invitation to take off some old, marred glasses that are the wrong prescription and get a new prescription and put those on. And the new prescription is Jesus. How do you see this? Got anything to add to that? Well, I just, I guess I would want to take our listeners back to Ocean Isle Beach because uh, it made (sighs) me of a moment, a scene that I put in the book where when I get to that beach, I, I run right out there, Janelle. I just oh, run. Oh, I get straight. you. I Tell me see, why. Tell me why. I, I greet this ocean like an old friend. And uh, we have this thing. There's a bridge goes over Oto Isle. 
we roll down the windows, we call it sloughing. And we take our hands, literally, we throw them, we open the windows as if we're throwing things into the water. I love this. Nothing, not, we cannot bring it onto this island, you know. And not allowed, so, not permitted. Not, not permitted. I run out to the beach every time. I want to see the beach. Well, one, one time, a few years ago, we got there in the evening, and it was one of those more wintry times where the sun's oh. setting over the ocean, though we're on the East Coast. Rare and beautiful. Sky was brilliant. And one of those sunsets where so many different colors and it's changing oh. fast. Anne gets there and she starts nesting. She starts wanting to clean something, unpack something. Yes. Get the I run in. I say, honey, you've got to come see the sunset. She said, okay, I'll be there in a minute. I go back out. She doesn't come. Suns, when they're setting, mm-hmm. they set fast. They do. They set fast. And they I do. thought, she's missing it. Mm-hmm. It was just the two of us. I ran back. I said, honey, it's one of the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The, the dishes can wait. The suitcases can wait. This won't wait. Please come out. She said, okay. Mm -hmm. So she comes out and there we stand um, as the sun is setting and we just become speechless for a few moments. You know, just a moment to hold hands. Mm -hmm. The sea boats are blowing and clapping appreciation of what God's doing in this sunset Mm -hmm. and we enjoy the wonder together. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. And I just, I just think the more that I've been praying this little prayer and the more I study scripture and the more I walk with Christ, I just think that maybe the invitation to discipleship is a lot like me inviting Anne into the sunset. I think you're right. I, I think it's more going like, to miss this. I think it's like, don't miss this here. Mm-hmm. Take me, let me show you something. Yes. Let me show you something like, okay. like when you saw Nathaniel under that fig tree yeah. and he told him, you know, Nathaniel, uh, you know, here's a true Israelite in whom there is no guile. Nathaniel said, how do you know me? He said, I saw you under the fig tree earlier. And that 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 mystical knowledge that Jesus oh. had caused Nathaniel to be overawed. And he rejoiced mm. and said, oh, you're, you're the son of God. You're... And Jesus, almost as if he was surprised, said, you're amazed because I saw you under a fig tree? And he said this, you'll see greater things than that. Oh, I just oh my goodness. A promise. I, 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 think, mm. I think it's a promise we can give to one another, to all, to, to whom you minister and I minister, all mm-hmm. who are joining us now. Jesus says, you'll see greater things than you're seeing now. Let, oh. me, show, let me show you. Mm. He, he invites us into beauty. He invites us into truth. Mm-hmm. That's how he changes us. And I, I, Janelle, I just want everybody to know that because I think I a lot of people think. Me too. Jesus is saying, you know, come try harder. Try harder to be like me. I don't think that's what he's saying. It's not what he's saying. I am well, I know it with all my being that that is not what he's saying, but I can't get that from my head to my heart. Come and see. Come and see. The first invitation to discipleship Mm -hmm. hasn't changed. Come and see. That's it. I'm pretty speechless and I'm on the verge of just uh, uh, weeping. (laughs) I want to go sit under my tree. (laughs) <laughs> and wait for Jesus to show up and see me. You know, he saw Nathaniel and that's what we all, we want that. That's our basic primal desire is to be seen, heard, known, loved, and to belong. And Jesus is there waiting. He sees us. And I'm just so grateful to you and invite you back anytime to help guide us into pausing and connecting and looking. 
Thank you, Pastor Allen. Thank you, Janelle. My honor. Thank you so much. Oh, Heartlifter. Wow. I have so many notes again. But I think I want to leave with these thoughts. To remember the process and the practice and the rhythm. To pause. To connect. And to look. And when Alan was sharing how he was walking along the beach and then he he saw a little crowd that was pointing and looking at something, I wrote down, what are you looking and pointing to, Jesus, in my life? What am I rushing past and not noticing? And even more important, what am I missing? So I end today with this question. Is God inviting you to a sunset, to some startling, amazing, remarkable, sensational something, figuratively or literally, and we're choosing, you're choosing work or busyness instead? Okay. Be sure to meet me over on Instagram at Janelle Rarden and on our new home base, a meeting place for Heartlifters worldwide. That's on Substack, heartliftcentral.substack.com. I can't wait to meet with you there. <laughs>